Welcome to Australian Basketball Coach. I'm your host, Anthony Corcoran. Welcome to Australian Basketball Coach. I'm here tonight with Michael Van Dongen, better known to everyone in the basketball public as V-Dog. Welcome, mate. Thanks, man. <laughs> Great to have you on. For, for my listeners who, who might not be aware, uh, Michael's coaching uh, Brisbane Capitals NBL1 team in uh, 2020, so congratulations on your appointment. Yeah, thanks, mate. Uh, looking forward to it. Yeah, it's... I think a, a good step up, like in terms of being back here at BBI, like been a year or two, like last year you were with SBL men, then the year before that you were Sunshine Coast? Gold Coast. Gold Coast? Gold Coast. Yeah, so uh, good to see you back here in Brisbane. Yeah, it's been uh, 10 years since really? I uh, last coached a QBL team at the Capitals. Yeah. So uh, yeah, very excited. It's been a while. Um, bounced around a little bit, but uh, glad to be home. Yeah, looking forward to the challenge. Yeah. Uh, one of the things I I guess a lot of coaches have uh, all go through you know this time of the year obviously it's um, December so we're in pre-season season will start around about April May something like that so what sort of things are you doing now as a coach like in terms of uh, getting your team together and, and prepping and that sort of thing uh, we had three informal scrimmages just open invites to anyone who wanted to come and have a run to see what their interest level was in playing um, I think we had the first session we had 24 the second session we had 22 and then the last session we had a lot of girls who couldn't make it obviously some are on holidays and yeah. other commitments with other basketball things I think we had 14 at the last scrimmage so our, our plan was just to get uh, three informal scrimmages potentially talk to some players who, who showed up about whether they want to play for us um, that's proved pretty successful we've uh, signed six players um, yeah and uh, recruiting has been so tough yeah what's that oh just you know some imports want a lot of money to come and play it's hard to get local players to commit at this point in the year um, they want to wait until later in December early January before they make a decision um, and yeah it's, it goes so fast like I think I've spoken to about 15 or 16 different Americans yeah. uh, imports and uh, yeah it's it's just a revolving door sometimes and you think you've got one and then they'll, they'll come back to you while you're waiting for the contract and then they say no they're out that's happened three times um, yeah we've, we've still got a few leads um, yeah so we'll see we'll see what happens in the <laughs> coming weeks so on your um, recruitment checklist is it sort of uh, team player first or culture first and then talent second or is kind it of, way kind of um, we're, we're fortunate that two of our juniors who have signed for next year are very talented as well yeah. um, and so we want to have that uh, recognition of our BBI people also but uh, yeah we are we are trying to get skilled players um, and obviously that will that will go a long way to determining success on the court but ultimately our success will be measured by having a positive experience after a, in a rebuild kind of year mm. we're, we're still hopeful that we can secure 
good people, good players, and, and push through the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. And so, what's your what's your goal for the team? Like at this stage of the year, I know it's early days, and you don't have all the pieces in place yet. But do you have some goals? Oh, I think I think up? obviously every team's goal is to you know finish in the top eight, make the playoffs. Yeah. Um, for us, though, you know it, it is as we said about building a new culture. Um, I think with the players that we have signed, we're on the right path. Uh, obviously, we need to we need to find an import. Um, we're speaking to a couple of other Australians as well, so hopefully they uh, they can commit fairly soon, and then we, we'll have a better of an idea of where we are in relation to the roster, um, which will then also help us to to get some more sponsorship. Uh, we'll be able to advertise those signings, um, and then another part of that will be getting people to come and watch our games. Um, obviously, the women's league doesn't get a, a great number of supporters unless you're in Rocky or Mackay in Townsville. Um, so yeah, that's that's another thing that we'll try and do. We'll try and advertise and, and promote the women's game as much as we can. Yeah. And do you think there's uh, any pressure on you guys from the women's team's point of view to follow on the success that the guys had last year, like the men's program? They were obviously pretty dominant in the final series, like uh, really um, stamping their authority on that final series over Gold Coast. So do you guys feel any uh, expectations from that, or you just sort of do your own thing? Oh, I don't. I don't think there's. Um any expectations from BBI to, to emulate what Sam and, and the group were able to do. Um, he did a fantastic job. He put together the right guys. They had that good culture and good core group that, that had been here for a number of years, which really helped, something we don't really have that depth or that that core group that from the women's program. But, um, yeah, I, I think I put enough pressure on myself to, to try and be successful. Um, no, no pressure from the association to, to win straight away. Um, you know that we're, we're looking forward to that um, and just building building slowly and see how we go yeah you mentioned that you've got a couple of young players in the group are they like sort of 17 18 19 year old yeah. sort of players like, yeah and, and how do you manage the I guess the load management side of that because a lot of those kids are you know playing club playing school playing rep you know like they're in a lot of different programs at a lot of different levels so when the QBL season comes around like that's another training another couple of trainings a week um, how do you how do you manage that uh, yeah those two uh, the two local juniors that we have um, I think they're in under 21s I think both have just made the Queensland under 20 so that'll oh, be nice. another yeah. another commitment for them um, we'll just we'll just have regular regular chats with the two girls about what they're doing um, how they're progressing one of them's actually got a bit of an injury at the moment so she's getting some rest which will be good for her um, the other one's pretty fit so I'm, I'm sure she won't shirk if we say we've got a session but again it'll just be liaising with her and her parents about her workload with state school uh, rep basketball NBL one basketball as well um, yeah so we'll just we'll just liaise with those two as to how they're traveling and if, if they need a break then they can take a break and yeah, refresh their batteries. I think one of the things too that a lot of um, QBL coaches struggle with, I think at some at times is like, how do you get the interaction between the SBL team or the, the state basketball league team, which is sort of like that youth league, the and the top tier team, which last year was QBL, this, next year will be NBL one. So, have you got some ideas on how you're going to integrate those players between bas squads? Yeah. Um... I think the makeup of our squads will I'll be I'll have 15 in my squad. I think the SBL 
group will have a 12 and then they'll have a couple of train on players that will you know if, if we have injuries with the NBL one team then we'll bring some up from the SBL that way our SBL coach can can call on his train on players to step in and that way we both have enough numbers at practice to to get through whatever we need to do um, we will run similar systems so it'll be a fairly easy transition for those players to come up or to move down so if someone's not playing so well from the NBL one group we might ask them to to go down and have some uh, have some game time yep. uh, at the SBL level and then try and build their form back up um, yeah so let's talk about offense um, what, what's in the uh, V-Dog playbook well it's a pretty long playbook <laughs> I've, I've run some different stuff over a number of years I really like some stuff that a couple of the NBL teams and, and a few of the NBA teams are running. Um, there's, a little, there's a lot of counters to those, uh, a lot of options out of it. Don't want to give too much away. Obviously, I like to play up-tempo. We yeah. want to push the ball. We're trying to recruit a bunch of athletes who can run the floor and get up and down, and we want a full-court press. Um, you know, I think that's entertaining for the people that come and watch the game. Yeah. We've recruited some shooters. Um, one, of, one of our girls is actually doing extra work with Derek Rucker. Um, shout out to DRB Basketball you're right D-Ruck so she's working really hard on on becoming a better shooter as well so that that, that's awesome Um, you know the knock on her has been she can't shoot from outside so everyone's going to sit back off her but and and I've had a couple of chats with her about that so she's obviously putting in the work to to become a better player also which is which is fantastic for our group so you're a bit of a uh, pick and roll team or yeah potentially we'll run some we'll run some on ball screens Um, you sort of wait to see what you have and correct yeah wait till our roster's finalised um yeah, I know my assistant coach likes to run a little bit of floppy actions. Okay. Stole that from Coach Cheney a couple of years ago at Southwest. But, uh, yeah, we, we might throw a little bit of that stuff in as well. Yeah. And how would you describe your defensive system? Like what sort of things are you looking at doing there? Uh, ultimately, I like to play pack line. Um, I think that's, that's the trend. We want to ice on balls, maybe go some blitzes or some traps as well uh, we'll have a number of different ways to, to defend on balls and whether we trap or blitz or go under depending on depending on um, who, who we're playing against and what yeah. their strengths and weaknesses are um, I actually learned a fair bit of stuff off uh, Sammy last season being okay. involved with the QBL man as yeah. an assistant which he takes a bit of his stuff of Andre so it's pretty yeah. good network to to learn some stuff off as well yeah and what sort of can you talk about that sort of stuff like I think other people will be interested in like you know what filters down from the NBL level that people can use um, yeah, yeah. Um, I know the bullets run a lot of drops yeah. uh, where, the, where the guy defending the screener will drop off and they try and allow their their on ball defender to get through just sort of channel and then is that like you know, a mush yeah more like a mush yeah, yeah. um yeah um, but yeah, that was that was the main thing that I learned. Different terminologies and different ways of defending things from from Sam, which he took from from Andre, which was which was great for me as well. Yeah, have you got any players like on the door, knocking on the door of a college system at all? Or yeah, there's I think there's about four or five in our group oh, right. that are very interested. Um, so yeah, we'll look to obviously help them develop and get some some film and stuff uh, yeah. to to send out to college coaches. So yeah, I guess one of the things that I'm always keen to um, find out what people do is like in terms of that sort of initial team building too, like the start of the season. What what sort of stuff do you do? Oh, I'm a massive fan of skirmish. <laughs> 
I love it. I, I try and do it with every team. Um, go out up the sunny coast. There's one right behind the uh, old Aussie World Pub. Um, shout out to them. Uh, yeah, it, it's fantastic for team building. You get to shoot at your coach, especially <laughs> after a couple of weeks of preseason when you've been running a fair bit. They get to lay some uh, some pellets into you, and uh, yeah, but it, it's always good fun. Yeah. Any other things that you do? Oh, we 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 may go into a weekend camp down the Gold Coast. Um, great place at Talabudra. Yeah. Um, I know we, we've done that at the Capitals for a long time. Um, that's something we'll look to do as well. Yeah. Uh, just whether or not we can have enough availability to get that done before the season. And with the women's program, do you spend time like doing the, some strength and conditioning as well? Or you sort of leave that mainly up to the players? Uh, no, we, we've got uh, Acceleration Australia on board. They'll do a six-week program. I think we, we're actually starting on the 17th of February. Oh, nice. They'll come in and do one session a week on court fitness for six weeks and we'll do one weight session a week probably on a Wednesday night before the girls will play GBL right um, so yeah I think that that will go for about 26 weeks so they do that oh, for the whole season yeah um, and that's another good team building thing when the girls are all doing group weight sessions so look forward to watching the girls get uh, nice and strong yeah yeah I, I think um, core, core strength is something that's really important in a women's program having coached um, in the women's program myself so and do you find that sort of uh, you got to spend a bit of time just developing toughness as well, like particularly with the younger players? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, some some players, younger players, are very fragile. I had that a little bit with the SBL men last year as well. Uh, there's a little bit of uh, fragility from some of the boys who didn't like to get challenged at times. But uh, you know, we we had an all right year. The boys sort of sucked it up eventually. Um, just came up a little bit short in that uh, final against the Wizards. Yeah, well, I mean, it was a good season by you guys overall there. You talked a little bit about, about how you sort of build your staff around, and can you talk about, like, who you got helping you out this year? Uh, yeah, I've got uh, Scotty McKenzie's come over from uh, Southwest. I think Scotty was uh, being considered for the Mackay women's job as well, so... Really, really happy that Scott's decided to come over. Um, he's a coach with great experience. He actually beat me in the uh, under-16 state semi-final, which was uh, not a happy day for the V-Dog and his boys. But, um, you know, well done, Scotty. You, you coached a great game. I think you were involved too, Corps. I think I was, actually. I think you were there on the bench for the Pirates. So, uh, yeah, it's, um, you know, so I, I love have Scott on. Scotty, um, he's got... As I said, a lot of experience. Uh, he's been around a while, so that's that's fantastic for our program. Yeah. Have you got like thoughts on how you, with your coaching staff, how you develop, you know, how you assign, who does what, like, um, who, yeah, how, what's your what's your thoughts? On yeah. That? Um, we uh, that was actually the first chat we had uh, when Scotty came in to see me. We were we were talking about you know what I saw as his role. So Scotty will be in charge of our team defense. Obviously, a part of our whatever I my strategy Um, you know Scott and I have had some chats already about some things we want to do Um, but yeah I'll pretty much you know give Scotty a bit of rain over that Uh, we'll both do some scouting um, and put our heads together I may actually have another assistant coach but I'm not going to uh, put that out there yet Uh, he's waiting to see what happens with some work stuff he may he may move down to Brisbane at some point during the year But uh, if if we can uh, grab him, it will be fantastic for the for the club and for the program. So yeah, um, yeah, we uh, 
we'll just continue to work together. Scotty will have some input on into the offense as well. I'll have some input into the defense. But uh, yeah, we're we're excited. It's working all right so far in our our little chats. So yeah. So how much do the caps get involved? Um, this is probably something that I think about as well in terms of local involvement in in the junior program of the association, but also like I guess the wider community. Like, what sort of things do you promote? Like as head coach um, to to get your team. I guess involved in the association at the grassroots level, and then also, you know, being, you know, visible in the in the wider community. Um, we try and get our players to uh, put their hand up to coach rep teams yep. um, or be assistant coaches. Um, that's one part. Uh, another part, we uh, we try and get the girls out or the players out on a Saturday or a Friday night to hand out notes about our game days coming up. Um, yeah, we've got a relationship with the Wesley Hospital um, on the girls' side. Um, so we may do some promotional stuff with the Wesley. Uh, just got yeah. to look that out with Murray and Trevor about, you know, how, how we do that stuff. I haven't been involved in that relationship yet. Yeah. So this will be my uh, first go working with the Wesley Hospital. But they've been great sponsors for the last couple of years. And yeah. hopefully that can continue. Yeah, nice. I guess one of the things that um, also comes up around this time of the year is uh, I'd be interested to find out what's your thoughts on the, the current NBL season and uh, and, and do you, are you sort of following WNBL as well? Yeah, I'm uh, following the WNBL a little bit. Um, I've tried to recruit a couple of girls out of there so uh, yeah, I keep an eye on the stats and, and yeah, just uh, try and stay involved. Um, do you think it's I guess disadvantageous to say Brisbane not having a, a WNBL team here that you can tap into. I, I think you know having the bullets in town um, is certainly helpful in terms of you know having a lot of fringe players who who might be looking to make a name for themselves in the state league program. But I guess we don't have that in the women's program. Yeah, I think that was um, uh, really helpful for Sam. Um, you know, Sam being an assistant with the Bullets was uh, able to talk, have regular chats with, with Will and Jason about staying in Brisbane, yeah. getting to be around Andre a little bit more. They were doing individual workouts during the QBL season as well. Um, I think it hurts the women's program a little bit or the, the women's league a little bit. Um, but there's a lot of um, networking out there that you can talk to coaches of other teams and that, you know, they're, they're happy to chat to you. Um, I know in the past I've had regular chats with Claudia Brassard from Townsville. Yeah. Tried to uh, recruit a couple of her girls to come down. Obviously, there's a bit of a relationship with the, the Townsville QBL or NBL1 program now um, where they would like their players to stay in Townsville and do workouts with their new WNBL coach, Shannon. Um, so I guess... You know, it'd be a bit hard to recruit out of out of Townsville, which is normal. But um, yeah, you just yeah, you just got to try and touch base with these players or coaches and and say, look, you're really interested for their players to come play. It's a good league. Yeah, um, they will develop uh, as Will Magne did. Um, mm. That's proof in the pudding. You know, you don't have to go down south and play in the Seabull or the NBL One South. You know, you can stay here and play in the QBL and develop and, and look at the success Will's having now, which is testament to, to the standard of our league. Yeah, and do you think maybe some of those female players who were, you know, 
on the cusp of WNBL might be sort of instead looking at college rather than WNBL right now? Yeah, I think I think there's a fair few. Um, a couple of the ones that I've tried to recruit have actually signed with the Div 1 colleges. Mm. So technically they can play dependent on the school rules. Yeah. Um, I know they're pretty up for change at any any time you know it's um one day it could be all good then the next day they're not allowed to play Mm. so that can that can have an impact as well yeah just in terms of getting buy-in from your players like at this stage of the year like uh how do you approach that like um the season's still four months away um obviously you want to get a team together and get them you know combining and, and working together as a team but there is still four months before the start of the season so how, how do you start getting that team chemistry together oh i think um yeah, I've had a I've had a couple of chats with um, you know the first player we signed is a local girl. She's been around the program, just you know getting their input from previous seasons uh, about what she thought the team was lacking or what the team did really well, um, and just she's been really good with you know letting me know some things that she thought we could do better. Um, what pieces she felt that we needed, obviously. The coaching staff will decide ultimately, but it's always good to get that feedback from your locals who've been around the program for a number of years to see where they feel those 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 deficiencies were. I guess yeah. you know this time of the year too. Like um, it's important to build those relationships with players and and get them on board. Like I'm always a little bit interested in, in how you uh, recruit import players my experience has been sometimes it's just word of mouth you know you talk to someone and then you find out well okay this person might be really good for the program and that sort of thing but side unseen there's always a risk and and sometimes you don't know what you don't know until they get here Um, obviously you know the flight from USA to Australia takes two inches off everyone (laughs) yeah that's for sure yeah (laughs) so uh, I guess you know what's your strategies in terms of of finding imports Um, well obviously you talk to player agents um they send you a lot of emails once you once you advertise or people find out that you're a coach they'll get they'll get all over you they'll send you a lot of emails with highlights of their players obviously the agents are going to tell you that they're they're the best person in the world um i've had you know varied experiences with a couple uh, on my previous input choices um yeah i guess you know you, you look for the piece that you don't really have that you can fill with a local player, obviously. So for us, that's obviously a tall. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then, you know, just regular conversations with agents. I always get on Facebook to try and add them as a friend on Facebook and have an informal chat just yeah. about, you know, what their plans are for the coming season. Um, just try and do a little bit of a personality check just through getting to know them. Um, yeah, I've touched base with a lot of um, other coaches around. Uh, I talk to Jason Chaney a lot, who's oh, yeah. now the assistant coach at Washington State University, just about some things that he knows about other players as well. I talk to Chris Muggeridge in Rocky a lot about players that he was looking for. Um, and, and I've got a good network of people there that uh, are happy to, to try and help me find the right piece or the right person. Mm. And then, um, yeah, we, we sort of... Yeah, just touch base and make a collective decision about who we feel would fit our needs. And and I suppose one of the things that maybe people might not be aware of, but in the in the 
QBL or, or now NBL one, there's not a lot of money in the budget. Do you, do you find that sort of a bit of a sticking point sometimes in terms of players' expectations about what they think they might be worth versus yeah. uh, what you can afford to pay? Yeah, I had a lot of chats with a lot of players, as I said at the start. I've talked about 15 or 16 imports. The first eight or nine were looking for like 700 to $1,000 you know, a week yeah. or per game, which, yeah. you know... It's probably two thirds of most teams in the South's budget. Yeah. Um, you know, there's not a lot of sponsorship dollars around for the teams in the South unless they work really, really hard to, to go out and chase some big sponsors. Um, they are out there, yeah. uh, and you just got to be lucky if you can can get them to to invest their money um, in your program. Um, but yeah, it's it's really, really tough to compete with the MB1 South where they've got you know two thousand junior members or you know. Uh, a nightclub as a sponsor or big car companies as sponsors you know that that's really hard to compete with and and the, down south they pay players in the big v you know three players i spoke to americans wanted a thousand dollars a week plus a car plus accommodation all right um that that's like 20 to twenty five thousand dollars for the season mm. it's a 16 to for one player for one player yeah that's most teams budgets yeah um and if you want to compete Obviously, you, you can't really do that. So, it's so how do you different. get around that? Like, uh, I, I know what I've sort of done in the past, but like, I'd be interested to hear what you guys. Oh, I think, you know, you try and you try and get creative with with how you put together the contracts. You know, you can offer playoff bonuses. Yeah. Um, you offer performance incentives for the player. Yeah. You know, you make player of the week. You get an extra whatever, however many dollars, or just. Different incentives. Um, Murray's quite good at uh, putting those contracts together with his his incentives and stuff. So, yeah, Murray does a good job. I liaise with Murray to put together some deals. Um, So he's doing doing an okay job. We we seem to be moving all right so far. But, yeah, as I said, you know, $1,000 a week, it's then the extras with the car and the accommodation. It's quite costly. Yeah, and I think... The thing that some players realise, and you know, they're very hungry to, to come out here and, and make a statement in a in a pretty good league. You know, like it's a tier two league, and and they can get some good recognition by playing in that league and playing the right way. So um, sometimes it's probably not all about the dollars; it's about the um, exposure and the playing time and what they do with those minutes, and and how they bring the team along using their leadership. Like, would you agree with that? Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, like Leah Scott who came and played for me a couple of years ago at Rip. She's been at Spartans last season. She uh, she was on the cusp of getting a WNBL spot. Mm. Um, she had a really good year for me. Last year, she played fantastic, led the Spartans to a, to a championship, their third in a row. Um, I think she's coming back, actually, for Spartans. Didn't want to leak that out. Sorry, Aja. <laughs> but, um, yeah... Yeah, I'm happy for Leah that she, she's got another job. She's playing quite well in Europe at the moment. So, uh, yeah, really happy for her having success. And I don't think she's far off cracking it into the, the WNBL. Um, and there are a lot of WNBA players that are now looking to come out and play here in Australia, WNBL. Right. Um, yeah. Have you linked in with um, any WNBA teams, like in terms of, um, say, Sandy Rondella or anyone like that? No, not, not me per se, but... I talked to Jason. Yeah. Um, Jason's really good friends with Sandy. Um, he's he's done some camps with Phoenix during their preseason. So um, yeah, I, I talked to Jace. Jace talks to Sandy. Yeah. So yeah, I just I'd love to I'd love to chat with Sandy. I think she'd be great to uh, 
to uh, touch base with and, and learn some things from her. Yeah. Um, and just, yeah. Be great. Good stuff. Well, mate, all the best for the season ahead. I think obviously you're doing your work early, which is which is part of the you know uh, a large part of getting the result that you want. So um, I hope you have a great season and uh, good luck, and I hope you get the results here you're after. Cheers, mate. No all worries. right, good on you, big fella. Thanks for listening to the podcast today. I hope you enjoyed it. You can get in touch with me through my email at australianbasketballcoach at gmail.com. That's australianbasketballcoach, all one word, lowercase, at gmail.com. Also, follow me on social media. I'm on Twitter at OzBballCoach and also on Facebook with Australian Basketball Coach. So uh, looking forward to hearing from you and thanks again for listening. (laughs) 